What is happening, people, and welcome to the second installment in the Storytime with Mo podcast with your host, Mo, telling a story today. I want to start by saying that I did not expect the results. I did not expect the feedback that I got on the previous podcast. I, I did a podcast and I kind of expected it to like be a bit of a flop, call me a pessimist, but uh, I really didn't expect much to come out of it in the sense that I was only doing it because I promised myself to start it. And if I didn't start it, you know, like who knows what could have happened. I could have, if I never started it, I would never would have known. And I hate the... I hate the mentality behind like always wondering what could have been. So I will always do something. I'll always try and start something. If it flops, it flops. Fair enough. I'm going to be back to square one where I was originally. And uh, if it does well, it does well. Like fucking amazing. I did not expect the response that I got on that first podcast. Like it has honestly blown me away. The amount of messages I've got, the amount of DMs I've got, the people being like, bro, there's so much value in this. Like I signed it, signed it so valuable. It has fucking blown me away I did not expect it to do so well I thought there might be a few messages I thought it might like I might do an episode maybe a second episode and then it would kind of like fade out people wouldn't really be interested but um going by this if this one does well as well I'm gonna have to make this a regular thing do a weekly podcast and oh no I've got so much work to do which is good which is good I'm fucking excited because I've always always wanted to do a podcast always wanted to be a good public speaker it's been a massive goal of mine because I am not naturally a good public speaker and the way you get good at things is by practicing by doing it and uh going off tangent very slightly okay i want to start by saying that um i like i said i'm not a good public speaker back in back in school back in uni i used to be the kid that if you got asked a question I would fucking shit my pants. I would dread getting asked a question. It was the worst possible thing that could have happened. If I had to do a presentation, I remember doing presentations at university when I was like 18, 19, and I'd be standing there in front of people. My voice would be really tense and high pitched. I wouldn't be able to get words out properly. I'd be going bright red. I'd be shaking. I'd feel like I want to absolutely piss my pants because I had so much anxiety and worry. And I would care so much about everything. I would give a, I would like worry so much about what people thought of me and just could not get the words out and I'd be super super embarrassed and we had to do this for uni we had to do these presentations in order to pass the course and I soon realized that the more the more I did them the better I got and the less fear that I experienced so whilst I was in university if you guys are in uni I'm sure you've experienced this you're sat in like a big lecture hall maybe a couple of hundred people like a big big uh, um you know with all the chairs going around around the outside like it's quite like big and overwhelming and scary when you first go in there and uh if you have a question you have to put your hand up and everyone kind of looks at you everyone can see you all these people the professor stops a lecture and he's like looking at you and you 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 have to you have to be have some form of public speaking you cannot be a shy person you cannot be reserved in the sense that you can't just sit there and not ask questions if you get stuck on something because you're going to be fucked it's not like school it's not where people will help you out and uh baby you through something and the teacher will come and see you after class and explain everything to you you have to be asking the questions i soon realized this i soon realized i was going to be pretty fucked unless i changed this whole getting good at public speaking thing and to make things worse in the third year as well we had to do this presentation a dissertation presentation where basically you present all your research from a scientific study you've conducted in front of scientists and lecturers in a big big lecture in front of a couple of hundred people and experts in the field people that have been doing this for like 20 30 years you had to present and i was dreading it from the moment i found out about it the first thing on the one of the first things we found out about on the course was that you have to do that in three years time and three years away like i was like holy shit like what am i gonna do i can't even answer questions in class i can't do a presentation without literally pissing my pants and feeling like i'm gonna pass out i had no idea what i was gonna do but I started going to uni, I started going to lectures, and I soon realized that I'm going to have to get good at public speaking. I, I'm going to have to get good at it. I want to be good at it. And what I would do is every single lecture, even though I hated it, even though I hated the thought of people judging me and the, the thought of people 
being like, uh, just, just like me getting an answer wrong and looking like a fucking idiot was I would ask a question or answer a question every single day, every single day, once a day in any lecture, I would ask at least one question or answer at least one question. The first time I did it was horrible. I was like, <laughs> like literally no voice speaking really quietly, really tense, probably went bright red. And uh, second time I did it wasn't so bad. Third time I did it wasn't so bad. And I soon realized that the more you did it, the easier it got. And I'll tell you what as well, because it is something that you experience progression in, it feels good, man. It feels fucking good. And by the third year, I went from this person who was absolutely petrified of public speaking, couldn't do it without shaking, without going bright red, to being someone that enjoyed it, someone that strived it, like strived for it, someone that liked being put outside of your comfort zone. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and you actually fucking enjoy it. So now I'm at a point where I want to get good at public speaking. I want to get really good at it. I want to do seminars in front of people. I don't know what I want to do them about yet, but I want to do a, a big fucking public speaking event and kind of conquer that fear once and for all and like turn that fear into an actual like hobby and passion of mine and something that I love. So uh, going off tangent massively, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Um, that is kind of why I want to I wanna do this podcast and just like give value to you guys as well. You know, I, I get passion out of giving. The fact that I can record this podcast, get better at public speaking and provide value to people is like, holy shit, this is so much fun. This is great. I'm gonna have to keep going just because the amount of messages that I got, the amount of people that hit me up and was like, yo, Mo, this was fucking dope. Uh, blew my mind, quite frankly, blew my mind. And it feels good to give. It feels good to give people value. And obviously the purpose of life is to serve and fuck. <laughs> That's like the two meanings of life for me. Biologically speaking, all you want to do is pass your genes. And uh, from like a, like a mindset point of view, I think improving the lives of others and serving other people and giving back to the world is another like great great way to live. So by doing by doing this podcast, I'm getting a lot out of it. You guys are getting a lot out of it. And if you like this one, I will do another one and make this a weekly regular thing. So I've, I had no idea what was going to speak about in this. I haven't planned anything out. I never do. I'm just going to kind of speak from my heart, see where it goes. It might be good. It might be shit. Who knows? It's probably going to be great. Get a little bit of confidence, Mo. You can do this. So I did a, when you guys are DMing me on Instagram, at Mo Samuels, you don't follow me, I was getting loads of messages, like people being like, yo, yo, asking me questions, blah, 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 blah. But you should do a podcast on this. You should talk about this. There were two main topics that came up. Number one was coronavirus, what I think of it, my thoughts on it. Should you be scared about it? And number two was relationships. So I'm going to talk about coronavirus. And if we have time, we're going to talk about relationships, getting your heart broken broken, getting broken up with, like, because I know that a lot of, a lot of guys that message me have this fucking issue as well, like, getting their hearts broken by girls, whether you're a girl, whether you're a guy, it doesn't matter, it's all the same thing, and uh, my viewpoints on that, and what I think about that, and how I deal with it, my own experience, and how I kind of handle it. Also, let me know if I'm speaking too fast, because I like to speak fast, I feel it brings a certain level of energy into the fucking podcast, I don't want to be sitting to a, I don't want to listen to a podcast where I'm falling half asleep, you know, I want to listen to a podcast where it sounds like the fucking podcast host has just snorted a massive line of cocaine, a massive stripe of the white stuff, a massive fucking thumb full of Charlie. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Who knows? Who knows? I'll leave that to your imagination. I haven't. I don't. I don't. Don't regularly do cocaine. Like I have dabbled in it in the past, but but yeah. I just have this natural level of energy. Okay, so coronavirus. The world is ending. People are going to die. Um, there's going to be this apocalypse. Everyone's going to basically fucking die and the world is going to deteriorate into this Mad Max apocalyptic type world. Within the next week, if the virus hasn't killed you, there's going to be groups of masked men dressed in like the fucking purge outfits kicking down your door to come and take away your daughters, steal all your food and then leave you for dead. We're going to die. 
Obviously, that's not going to happen, okay? But that going by the way that people are feeling about things, that's, that's quite frankly what seems like is happening. And I did an Instagram poll because I wondered how many people were generally scared about the coronavirus and scared about this and feeling like daily anxiety and daily fear from this situation. And over 40% of people that followed me, of 80,000 people that followed me, experienced fear and anxiety from the coronavirus. And that blew my mind. Over 40% of people are worried about the coronavirus. Over 40% of people are scared. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. If you watch the news, if you turn on the news, it is all doom and gloom. People are dying. The, the, the spread of the virus is increasing exponentially. That's what a virus, especially an airborne virus that is transmitted, transmitted so easily does. And yeah, like it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. People are always going to die. And uh, turn on the news, turn on the media, and it is literally dreadful. Like there's some like eerie, scary piano music and it's like the coronavirus. It's killed over 500,000 million billion people worldwide and it's coming for you next. Um, it's like the most like negative, darkest fucking news stories that you can possibly see. And you've got to understand that the news is a business. The news is out there to make money. It's out there to get viewers. It's not out there to give you nice, like balanced information and being like, oh, you should do this. Don't be scared. It'll probably be okay. It is out there to spread fear. And that is why I think that the news is cancer. I'm not like one of these conspiracy theorists that's like, oh, the fucking government, man, they're controlling, they're controlling the media. Like a all this shit there it's, it's fucking 5g bro no not at all but the news is a business at the end of the day the news spreads fear and the news profits of people being scared if you're really scared of something if you're getting your information fed to you by the news and something is scary and petrifying is going on in the world you're going to want to stay up to date on it so you're always going to turn on the news you're going to watch this information and you're going to get that cycle of like fear and anxiety is going to continue and you're basically going to get taken down this fucking rabbit hole from the news so that's not saying don't like don't don't look at don't look at not look at the news you know what I'm trying to say but that that is saying that take it with a pinch of salt don't sit in front of a tv for hours and hours every single day and watch like pointless pointless information this whole coronavirus thing okay it's sure it's not to be downplayed it is like a, it's a global pandemic we are living through history right now people in hundreds of years of time hundreds of years time will speak about this they'll teach it in schools we are living through a massive historical event and quite frankly i think that's fucking cool should you be scared no i don't think you should be scared should you be careful should you be precautious should you take take measures not to not to spread the virus and fuck yourself up yes absolutely you know you should practice social distancing you should wash your hands you should do all that stuff but going back to this like fear and anxiety in the world it's just so unnecessary and not needed and it all stems from stems from the the news and the media you you turn on this channel it, it gives you this like absolutely disgusting terrifying story i watched something the other day and it was like you guys have probably seen it the the patients in the patients in italy and in the intensive care unit that have all got coronavirus and they were saying that on this entire ward only one person recovered and uh, everyone else has died everyone else is dying or going down here or deteriorating and it's like holy shit you know this virus is gonna kill me it's coming for my family like look how f fucked these people are and it puts you in this like constant this state this like really like low vibration negative energy state it just spreads this like negative energy and what i like to do is i like to look at the coronavirus statistics like i said it's a it's a it's an incredibly contagious virus an exponential spread means exponential spread you're going to expect to see like tenfold increases every couple of days like that's that's what it is and they've told us that from the start but people don't really understand that until they actually see people dying so going back to it, how do how do I think about it? What do I think of it? Why am I not scared about it? Put it this way, okay. Um, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of whether it's the best thing ever that has happened to you because you get some time off work, regardless of whether it is the worst possible fucking situation in the world, you're sat at home, you're immunosuppressed, you are shitting your pants, regardless of what your life situation is, 
you are in for the ride. You are in for the fucking ride, boys and girls. There is nothing you can do about it. The world isn't going to stop. The world isn't going to change because you feel like a certain way about the situation. The world doesn't give a shit. You are in for the ride. There's like fucking, imagine some rapids. Imagine some really fast-flowing rapids. Someone's gone behind you and pushed you into the rapids. You fall into the rapids. You can do one of two things. You can either tread water, relax, go downstream, go down the stream until it gets like a little bit calmer than like gently walk out and be like, holy shit, I almost ground. Or you can get pushed into the rapids and try and swim and panic upstream and resist it and like not and go against the flow and fight the fucking rapids and probably drown. That is the that's the same thing of this situation or any negative situation. You can either go over flow, accept it for what it is, be like live in the present moment and be like, okay, this is less than ideal. You don't have to feel happy about it, but you can realize that. It doesn't fucking matter how you feel about it. Nothing is going to change. You can be, you can take your precautions. You can do things like wash your hands. You can do things like social distancing, as I said. But it doesn't matter how you feel about it. Nothing is going to fucking change it. It does not matter. So why are you being so anxious? Why are you being so scared? Why are you living in this state of fear and anxiety when when you are just basically synthesizing or fabricating that in your own head, you're making it up yourself. And it's the same with any situations. I learned it from hospital. I learned it the, when I was in hospital recently. The second time I was in hospital when I actually like enjoyed being in hospital in the sense that it was a challenge. It's an obstacle. It's a challenge to overcome and I could practice mental resilience and become like a fucking better person when I got out the other side of this. It didn't matter how I felt about my knee being cut open and fucking pus being drained and it being scrubbed out and my kneecap being taken apart. It didn't matter. Like, like obviously no one wants that, but the world doesn't care. The world doesn't care that it's an inconvenience for you. You are in for the ride, so you can either choose to fight it and resist it and try and swim up those rapids and drown, or you can sit back, relax, go with it, go with the flow, and wait for it all to blow over. Wait for it all to blow over and just kind of accept the situation for what it is. Be like, right, I understand this is less than ideal, but I'm gonna look on the bright side. I'm gonna look at things like I've got loads more time to do work. I can learn, I can learn a new skill. I've got all this free time that I've never had in my life at all. And when we come out the other side of this, there's gonna be two types of people. There are gonna be the people that have watched Netflix and jacked off for 27 hours a day, and there are gonna be the people that have actually like used their initiative and put themselves, put themselves out there, have learned something new, have used this time to create content have used this time to learn a skill you know learn videography learn editing like you've got so much time learn learn editing uh learn a musical instrument do something you always wanted to do start reading books learn about self-development and practice improving your mindset and being in a better place learn to meditate like that is one of the one of the biggest things that has really really changed my life recently meditation there is so much opportunity for things and if you're still working be grateful that you've got a job cup half empty cup half full be grateful that you've got a job be grateful that you have got income and if you have been sacked off from work be grateful that you have so much free time if you haven't got a job if money is a bit of a worry where there is a will there's a way money can always be made you can always make more money you're not going to get evicted from your house and if you do you can stay with relatives the worst possible case scenario really really often is not that bad you know like i did a video on the coronavirus before it was kicked off it was insensitive people got a lot of people got really offended by it and i had someone messaging me and someone emailing me you like personally identified with this whole coronavirus situation and felt especially triggered because they had lost their job about uh, about how they've lost their job and how they've been made redundant how they don't know where they're going to live or eat and it's like yes that's fucking shit yes this situation is shit but it doesn't make any difference it doesn't matter how unhappy you are about it, it doesn't matter how you feel about it because the situation is not going to change the world is not going to change to you so you've got a you've got a 
like sit down and see what cards you've got left uh, get the get the hand that you've been dealt and make the best fucking possible choices you can with that hand that you have been dealt everyone's like oh you might be saying mo it's easy for you to say easy for what do you mean it's easy for me to say i have i've just moved out i invested all of my money into my pre-workout business into my supplement line uh right before this hit we had just invested all the money we made from that last launch back into products like ten thousand pounds into products twenty thousand pounds into products we have invested a lot of money back into products i don't take any money from that brand i don't get paid a salary i don't live beyond my means i invested all my savings into merchandise so i am pretty fucked financially in the sense that i do not have a lot of money at all because right before this happened i invested everything that i owned i invested absolutely everything that i owned on top of that I've just signed to be a uh, guarantor of my mum's mortgage. So I'll be paying my mum's mortgage if she can't make the mortgage payments. My mum works at a school. All the schools have closed. My mum is single. She lives at home with my two little sisters. So I'm probably going to have to be paying a mortgage as well at age 23 when I've just moved house, when I've just invested all my money into absolutely everything, when sponsors are saying they're not going to pay me because of the situation, because they're going to be down on sales and not able to ship products. So I'm up Ship Creek as well. But the... But where there's a will, there's a way. You can always you can always make things work. You can always make money. You can learn a new skill. You can learn a new trade. And there is always two ways of looking at things. Yes, it is shit. There is no denying that it is shit if you're being fucked financially over. But use this time use this time wisely and sell stuff. Sell some possessions. Like sell your fucking body on OnlyFans. Where the money is money. Money comes and goes. It can be made. It can be reacquired. As long as you are fit. As long as you are healthy. As long as you and your family are still fucking breathing. That is all that matters. Be grateful because the world possible thing that could happen hasn't happened to you it has not happened to you and you're probably never going to get to get in a situation where everything goes to shit and you have this scenario where everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong and even if everything that had possibly gone wrong could go wrong has gone wrong then you'll be dead so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i recently i've been reading this book recently called or i finished a book recently called the power of now by eckhart toll and it basically goes on about how um, it's a it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. So it basically goes on about how too many of us live in the in the past and the future rather than living in the present, living in the now. And what that ultimately does is it makes us unhappy. It makes us miserable. People are sitting on this treasure chest of gold. They're always looking for something to fulfill them or make them happy. They're always like, I'll be happy when I get to then. I'll be happy when I get to this. When I when I have this. When I have this holiday. When I do this. That's when I'll be happy. And they're constantly looking for things like in the future that are going to make them happy. But in reality the only thing that matters is this present moment right now as you're sit here sat here listening to the podcast if you're walking outside and listening to the podcast whatever you're doing and listen to this podcast the only thing that matters is this present moment right now the past doesn't exist the past isn't now the future doesn't exist it doesn't fucking matter and it basically goes over this notion of how he breaks your consciousness and your mind into two things and he tells us about how your mind has been is poisoning your consciousness and your your mind and thinking generally is not good have you ever had it where you've been like oh i hate myself for doing this or why do have you ever said to yourself why am i like this why do i feel like this why do i feel this certain way about something like i hate the fact that i feel i'm in this situation or i hate the fact that i feel this way the the fact that you can question like hating feeling a certain way implies that there's two rather than one in your head and it kind of goes off this notion that we have our consciousness we have our like true self and then we have this thing called the thinking mind and the thinking mind is linked to ego our mind basically puts all these thoughts our mind wants to live in the 
future and in the and in the past and it basically clouds our judgment and it always looks ahead it puts us into these states of like anxiety worry and fear and we're not living in the presence do you know if you do something amazing if you're in like this flow state this like absolutely blissful state and you get this moment of clarity maybe you're like watching a fucking beautiful sunset or you're you're just with all your friends and you're like really really present to the moment and everything feels clear and everything feels great and everything feels absolutely wonderful those moments of like clarity or when you've got a hundred hundred percent concentration on a time it's like skydiving when I'm skydiving I'm hurtling towards the ground at like 100 and 150 odd miles an hour 120 130 miles an hour like nothing else matters there's no time for bad thoughts or negativity I'm fully conscious I'm fully present and that's why it's like such a such a good feeling so you've had those moments of clarity where everything just feels great everything feels good it's like a little like a little like look into like this like absolute like blissfulness that is your that is that is consciousness that is you being conscious and you being present and your your mind being silent so Eckhart Tolle goes on to this thing about it's called uh watching the watcher and it's the premise of a lot of meditation so basically what he means is that watching the watcher or watching the thinker is that you you just sit back and you acknowledge your thoughts so you try and you, you just sit there and you just like listen to your mind. See what, see what your mind's thinking about. How does your body feel? Like what emotions do you feel in your body and what thoughts are going through your head? And you don't judge them. You you don't, don't try and think about them because the moment you think about them, you're using your mind. You just sit back and get into this state and try and just let the thoughts go by, relax and and not pass, not not pass judgment on the thoughts. What that is doing is it's training you to be more conscious. It's training to be you to be more present, to live in the present moment. The mind is is linked to the ego, and the mind wants to wants to survive. The mind wants to like control what you do and your thoughts and put you in this state of fear and anxiety. And we're only we're only anxious and stressed and worried about things because we're scared about the future. Because we're we we project the past onto the future with our mind, and we create these like scary situations that might never happen. But it's the mind wanting control of control of the body and like fear and negativity and this like low vibration fucking energy so by living in the present moment by being present and conscious now by not letting the mind control your life and create this fog by by sitting back and not judging your feelings you're effectively training yourself to become more conscious and present present to the moment the only thing that matters is the present moment the the past doesn't matter the past is the past the past is gone but our minds like to project things from our past into the future to scare us the future hasn't happened yet the future isn't happening so the only thing now the only thing that matters is this present moment. The present moment you're listening to this podcast, listening to my voice, whatever you're doing. This present moment is all that matters. And the moment you realize that, the moment you're freed from a mind and this kind of like thinking about the future and worrying about the future and linking it to the past and anxiety and stress and this like negative feedback loop is the moment that you can be more present. You can be more conscious when you just let this go and you learn to observe your thoughts rather than rather than let your emotions and thoughts take over and create this stress and anxiety. It's the premise for a lot of meditation and uh, it's absolutely incredible. Like if you haven't tried meditating, I suggest doing it. So many high performers do it. So many people practice it. So many people that are absolutely killing it in business and life do it. And it fucking works, man. It makes you less anxious. It makes you less stressed. And it puts you in this present moment and makes you really, really appreciate things. So you just got to be present. You just got to realize that the future hasn't happened. The the worst case scenario probably isn't going to happen. You've got to be present to the moment. You've got to realize that all that matters is this current moment right now and learn to appreciate it because you're only 
going to be living in this moment. This moment that you're in right now is a head fuck is all that matters. That is it. Like, and you might as well be present to the moment and fully conscious and aware and enjoy everything and like not let the mind take control and put these negative and scary thoughts into your head because that is that is not a way to live and you're never going to be happy doing that. So that's kind of like my, my take on the coronavirus thing. Uh, as I said, like, don't, don't worry about it. You're in for the ride. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. it doesn't matter what you do about it. Nothing is going to change the fact that we are living in this world. Nothing is going to change the fact that the coronavirus is, is prevalent. And obviously, we can do things to reduce it and reduce the spread. But that doesn't, that's no reason why, why we should experience stress and anxiety to something that can't be changed. You know, it's like, like my leg, like nothing's going to change that. So accept it, do the best I possibly can, given the situation, play the, play the cards that I'm dealt, get on with it. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of my that's kind of my thoughts on it in terms of the the progression and the spread. I honestly think that I'm, I'm I haven't really been following the the experts, so don't take my word for it. It's my personal opinion. I think that it's gonna be a lot better by summer within a few months maybe social distancing is going to be like a lot of the social distancing recommendations are going to be lifted so we're going to be living a much more normal life and i don't think it's going to be the end of the world it's an inconvenience it's a speed bump it's a pain in the ass and all that really is gonna really is gonna happen is or the only variable is how long is this going to last is it going to be is it going to be a couple more months is it going to be six months is it going to be a year who knows? Who fucking knows? That's the only thing that I'm unsure about. I definitely don't think it's something to be scared about. Love, 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 love. Kind of steering away from the coronavirus, the only thing that these two things have in common are that if you love someone and they have a viral infection like herpes, you might, you might catch it. So linking the two subjects together nicely, we have love and getting your heart broken and again, like I want to start by saying that if someone has broken up with you, if you're getting your heart broken, it's it's nothing is gonna nothing is gonna change it you know you can try and resist it you can try and fight it but you're probably just gonna dig yourself a deeper hole you're definitely gonna dig yourself a deeper hole you just have to go with the flow accept it and then realize that the 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 grass is greener on the other side the grass is greener on the other side so i get a lot of guys messaging me and being like especially like the only people that seem to message me are when someone gets broken up with it's never they've broken up with them and they like regret it it is always someone getting broken up with. A lot of young lads have this thing where they're like, they're in their teens, they're in their early 20s and you meet someone, you vibe with them really, really well and then either they, they might cheat on you or they break up with you and it breaks your fucking heart, mate. It's devastating. It's like the worst thing in the world. It feels like absolute shit. You feel sick, you can't eat, you can't you can't do anything and you you feel like there's, what have I done wrong? Like, am I not good enough? And it really, really makes you, makes you doubt yourself and like, you as a person and really knocks your confidence. And especially being a, a young lad in this day, day and age, like the only thing I can say is, is speak to your friends, like chat to your mates about it. If you're fucking been crying for like eight hours, go and go and have a little a little cry, have a good chat to them. And like, it feels good to share things, you know, don't try and be this man and put on a brave front, like express your feelings and share them because people, people are only human at the end of the day and everyone gets upset and everyone has these shitty situations. But my take on relationships and things and what I've learned from experience and thinking of like absolutely loved someone to bits and would do like take a fucking bullet for them and would do anything to them, anything to them, anything to them and for them and having my heart broken is that one, you've got to go with the flow. If they break up with you, go with it. There's this thing called push pull. When someone, when someone pushes you away, it pulls you closer. You want them even more. No one likes getting rejected. No one likes getting rejected. 
the 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 concept of scarcity aka something being in limited supply or not being able to have something is an incredibly strong psychological and marketing principle when something is like scarce a one a lot of people want it let's say someone's let's say your your girlfriend has cheated on you you might fucking despise her for cheating on you the the fact that someone else wants her or the fact that you see other guys giving her attention makes her like more more precious to you and also the fact that she's broken up with you you always want what you can't have like it is it's not just an old saying you want what you can't have because you always think that the the grass is greener on the other side you always you always want it so that alone is going to make things a million times worse when you've had someone break up with you when you've been put in this put in this scenario where where someone has pushed you away it pulls you back in and makes you question yourself and make you makes you feel like not good enough am i maybe I did like really really love this person maybe I fucked things up and a lot of guys will like beg to get their girls back they will their partners whatever it is whether you're a guy or a girl you will beg to get them back you will fucking cry you will plead with them and you'll be like yo like I fucking love you to bits why are you doing this and all that's going to do is push them away further the worst thing you can possibly do is like try and beg someone back worst thing you can possibly do do not do it do not do it ever so like I said there's this push-pull dynamic you push they pull like they pull away from you, you push, they pull. So number one is accept the situation. If you're a young guy, another pessimistic view of mine, but if you're a young guy, there is so much out there for you in the world. There is so much out there for you in the world in terms of a lot of people think they're going to be, they're going to meet someone. And then like what, when you're like 18, 19, 20 years old, even in your early twenties, like what are the chances of you meeting someone and staying with them for the rest of your life? What are the chances of that? There are absolutely none. If you do meet someone and stay with them for the rest of your life, how many opportunities are you going to be missing out on? How many people are you going to have like not met? How many great relationships are you have like not going to have, not going to have established? Like you're going to miss out on so much stuff. So there's always this way of looking at things where you're like, okay, so fair enough. If I was with this person forever, if we did grow old, if it was meant to be, then so be it. Like that's great. But equally, you can say that. If they, if they broke up with me and we're no longer together, I have so much more time to do other things. I have so much more time to meet other people and connect with people on like a deeper level and like do something new. So first things first is like I said, don't beg. Don't beg for anyone's forgiveness. Accept it. Move on with it. It kind of happened to me like fairly recently. I wasn't really seeing someone, but I'd been like spending a lot of time with someone that actually happened today. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, I pretty much got rejected in the sense that they were, I was, I don't want a girlfriend or anything like that. I'm not in a situation where I want to be with anyone, but I was like uh, in this, in this um, place with someone where I enjoyed spending time with him. We'd spent a fucking lot of time together and they, they'd gone away and they were like, uh, they're basically like, oh, like, I don't really know what's the point in this. If you don't want a girlfriend, like I don't really want a boyfriend, like let's not waste our time. And then I was like, all right, rather than, rather than being in this, like being like, oh no, please. Like I really fucking, I really like you stay. It's like, it is what it is. You know, they've made up their mind. I'm not going to beg for someone to come back or anything like that. You've got to realize as well that you only suddenly feel so strongly about this person and want to be with them because they have basically just pushed you away. So they're they're pulling you back in effectively but but don't 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 fight it like don't don't go with this poor feeling just accept it for what it is and like i could have i could have like been like oh no let's try and let's just see let's just see what it's like when you got back but at the end of the day you've got to realize that you have a lot going for you whatever whoever you are whatever you are you have a lot going for you and this one person you're with there there is fucking countless others of people like that in the world i'm under the notion that i believe that anyone i want to see if i wanted to be with someone bad enough if i wanted to be the girl bad enough I could fucking get them whoever it is if I absolutely fucking ground it if I put the time in I could get them 
I could be with them. And it's this, it's this confidence and this being in this like mindset of scarcity versus mindset of abundance. When you're rejected by someone, you doubt yourself and you're put in this place of scarcity. You're in this situation where, where you feel like you're not good enough. You're maybe no one's ever going to love me again. Maybe this was like the person I was meant to be with. Maybe I'm going to be, be alone forever. You are like thrown into this mindset of scarcity. And by begging for someone back or being like, uh, reconsider, please, 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 you're still living up to that scarcity. You're supporting it. And what you need to be is in a place of abundance. When you realize that there are plenty of other girls, plenty of other boys like out there, whatever, whatever you prefer, whether you're a girl or a boy, when you realize that there are millions of other people out there and you can get anyone that you fucking want, you will meet someone better, you will meet someone that you vibe with better. When you realize that, when you have this, it's like abundance, it, it puts you in such a, in such a good place. When you realize that you are the prize, when you realize that you are fucking great, you have a lot going on for you and this person is just like basically done things out of their own insecurities or fuck things up or is even just not interested in you. When you realize that and there are plenty, plenty more other options available to you, you will be a million times happier. So if you've got your heart broken, if you got broken up with, just realize that you're probably being quite stupid, you're probably being naive. One, you probably didn't love this person. Two, by breaking this person breaking up with you, you're probably not meant to be together. So there's going to be someone else that you're going to meet and you're going to have like a fucking amazing, wonderful relationship with. And if this person didn't break up with you, you would have never have met them. And you're going to look back on this and be like, yo, this is hilarious. Why did I, why was I so upset or worked up out of, uh, over this person when I never experienced like actual, actual love? A lot of the time, when people think they are in love, they are not in love. They do not love the other person as much as they think. They are infatuated with the other person. They are in love with the experiences of the, in love with the things that they did together. You know, when you when you meet someone, when you're when you first start hanging out with someone, when you first start having sex with someone, sleeping together, it's like a beautiful, amazing thing that you share. Like it's so it's so great. It's so sick. You're both experiencing this pleasure and having the time of your life. And then you do all these fun things as well. You go out. You go to amazing places. You go to go to amazing parties. Go to amazing places do loads and loads of fun things and you basically associate those things with that person and it makes this like perceived love grow even stronger even though you might just like the person a lot of the time that makes things a million times worse and you've got to sit back and like take a look at it and be like okay maybe maybe i'm just in love with the in love with the feeling and the experiences and the things that i did of this person rather than in love with the actual person themselves think about it if you met this person and you were just locked in a plain room together in fucking solitary confinement would you feel the same way about them? Would you still have these strong associations of love and euphoria and like absolute bliss of this person? Or are you linking the situations and the things that you did with them and the amazing experiences that you had to the person which you can in fact do with anyone? Like what, what is it? What is it? And you've got to realize that you can do these with anyone. It's not specific to this person. There might be someone that you vibe with even better, someone that you have even more fun with. And all you've got to do is go out there and try. Go out there, meet new people. Obviously, it's coronavirus time. That's going to make things like a whole lot worse in terms of meeting people because you can't just go out and fucking meet people and have fun and do fun shit right now. And you've got to realize as well that that, that kind of, that's going to add to the scarcity aspect, but that is not permanent. That's going to add to this feeling of scarcity, this feeling of isolation because you are, you are literally on your own, but it's not going to last forever. Go out, have fun, meet people, get some abundance back in your life. You've got to show yourself that you, that you are the prize, that people want you, people want to speak to you. And then when you, once you realize that, that you're not like this fucking thing that's been rejected, this, in this mindset of scarcity, 
you'll start to gain this mindset of abundance and you'll start to be a lot happier and realize that, yeah, people people want me. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I'm good. And I can kind of meet someone better or get anyone that I want. You just got to go out. You've got to have fun. You've got to enjoy yourself. You've got to meet people. You've got to sleep around, experience things with other people, have fun, form relationships, form connections, form bonds, form friendships. Use this newfound freedom. It's a fucking blessing. Use it as a blessing. Have some fun. Meet new people, meet new friends, and uh, and take the situation like as it is. You know, you're gonna, it's gonna be. You're really spitting in the face of the person that broke up with you if you go out and have a sick time. If you if you leave them and you accept, you're like, okay, like I respect like respect your decision. It is what it is. Or just just cut them off. Just don't speak to them. And then you start to have like a sick time and fucking enjoy life. And then when they see that, they'll probably come running back. Do not get back with them. <laughs> that is a terrible idea. Do not do that. But but yeah, just just move on with your life. Get some abundance in your life. Realize that you have a lot going for you. Go out, have fun, meet people, be a little slag, whether you're a boy or a girl, and um, go and get fucked or go fuck some people, and have the time of your life, mate. And that's kind of that's kind of a way of seeing things in terms of relationships. You think the world is going to end, but the world isn't going to end. It's this whole perspective: glass half empty, glass half full. How do you choose to see it? And it's the same with anything. It's the same with like friendships is the same with relationships is this like whole push-pull mentality the whole like you getting rejected makes it damages your ego it hurts it upsets you it makes you question yourself it makes you feel not good enough but you've got to realize that you are fucking good enough get some abundance back into your life go out there smash it fuck this person off and uh do something do something great make something greater but anyway that was a little random rant about relationships about coronavirus kind of kept this one a bit random any topics for next week give me a shout and i will consider making them if this podcast does well if you guys are sharing it if you guys are dm me about it i will do another one i will make this a regular thing and i will reply to topics i want to get some guests on the show as well i've got like a few solid contenders lined up like a good few people lined up that want to be involved in it that was episode number two of story time with mo going over my thoughts on coronavirus my thoughts on being scared my thoughts on the world ending dating and your whole world being turned upside down i hope you enjoyed it let me know if you want to see another episode if you guys like this one like i said i will make it a regular thing drop me a dm let me know what you want to see let me know what you want to hear what content you want me to produce any guests you'd like me to get on and uh, i'm excited to see how this goes so episode number two that's a wrap